Welcome to track number three of Inexorability in the Mission. There are times that I've told God, I love you. I love you. Oh. You, 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 you would think that it, it, is, it is something else. Yeah. You would think that it's something else. Wow. You think that it's something else, I'm saying. Yeah. You would think that it's something else. And that, that must be your love for him. You must love him. You must like him. You must choose him. You must love How many love the Lord? Do you love the Lord? Do you love him? And he loves you. And he doesn't want you to come with these poems. He wants you to pray from your heart. And when you pray in tongues, your heart prays. Your heart, you don't believe, you don't have to even feel it. Your heart, your heart prays. The heart is praying. That's the heart raps. It is true. I, I didn't write the Bible. I didn't write the Bible. Have you seen my name? Is my name there? I didn't write the Bible. The Bible says that when you pray in tongues, it's the heart. Is the most that's why 90% of it should come from there. That the heart is praying for, for seven hours. Wow, sit down. Understanding. The anointing for prayer, which is the ability to pray in tongues. Amen. Are you there? Wow. Wow. When you don't pray in tongues, many of your prayers are directed by foolishness. Foolish requests. Lord, kill, kill my... Kill my what? My husband. Kill my wife. Kill my beloved. Kill my landlord. Kill my lecturers. Hey. Blind them. Where did you learn such prayers from? Where did you learn it? Look, how many have ever felt in your heart? Let me ask you. I'm going to ask you to tell the truth. How many have ever felt that some people deserve to die? You felt it before. I, I won't open my eyes. To, I won't open my eyes to see. You, you, you. I mean, you see somebody has done something wrong, and you feel that this person should die. I, I don't want to see. Close your eyes so that you also don't see somebody. I'm looking between my fingers. Hey! Can you imagine if you were the judge? Huh? So many people would have died by now. For what the person has done, he should die. She should die. Has it occurred to you before? 
that is what makes me realize how God is different from man. Yeah. And if you, if you like, think of, you think of somebody died. You let it be you, yourself. Think of yourself being the one who died because of something. And you realize that that prayer is really some way. Because you realize that when you think of yourself, you, are, you give yourself some opportunities more to sort of recover. Wouldn't you? Hey. Let's see. That is why tongues, eh, when you are inspired by the Holy Spirit, you move away from foolish prayers of your judgment of what you assess people. One of the worst things to do is to judge somebody. Because we never really know everything. Only God knows everything. Even when somebody says everything, you don't know everything. Only God knows. Because there are other things that are in the heart. Amen. Are you listening to me? Number. How many do you have? Four. Now. The next thing you have to understand. If you want to operate in that, in that anointing. Is that. When you speak in tongues. You operate. In the spirit realm. And without, you operate in the spirit realm. Or, you do something in that realm. You do something in that realm. Because the Bible says that, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue, No man understandeth him. How be it in the spirit in the spirit realm. Now, when you study a book, you are doing something what? Academic. There are things that you do that are sexual. As you are sitting here, you are not doing anything sexual. I hope. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, <laughs> When you study your books, you are doing something academic. When you go to the bank, you are doing something financial. Now, if somebody comes and says, I'm experiencing a spiritual attack, and you want to do something spiritual, so you also want to enter the spirit realm, to also operate there, okay? There is only one thing in the whole Bible that tells us that in that realm, you are doing something. And that is when you speak in tongues. In First Corinthians chapter 4. It's only one thing in the Bible. It says, no man under how be it in the spirit. He speaketh into the spirit. When I speak like this, I'm speaking in the physical. But if I want to enter the spirit realm and speak into the spirit dimension. Where there are angels, where there are demons and where there are things that are affecting us. I want to speak into that dimension. <laughs> I have only one thing I know. It says, no man understands that thing, but how be it in, in that place, in the spirit, he speaketh mysteries. Wow. You see, some of you, you've never known what to do when you want to be spiritual. I want to do something in the spirit. In the spiritual realm. 
albeit in the spirit. Have you seen it in your, in your Bible? Or you know all these things already? Turn to 1 Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter 14. does it say? 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 2. How be it in the spirit he speaks. How be it in the spirits. Amen. In the spirits. 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 Paul said, praying always with all prayer in the spirits. If you want to do something in the spirit realm, something really spiritual, just open your mouth and start. Oh yes Lord, 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 wow, hallelujah, how many are going to go higher into the spirit by understanding the anointing for prayer. Amen. It is a well. Amen. Now, you must understand also next one is that a normal person finds it difficult to pray for a long time. But when you are using the anointing, using the anointing to pray, you can pray for really long hours. Yeah. And you can become like Jesus. Amen. You can pray for really long hours. 
How many want to be like Jesus? If Jesus had, when he was on earth, he had to pray for long hours. You need to be praying for long hours. Ten hours, seven hours, eight hours, six hours. There's no other way. You've got to learn how to do it. How many can do it? Can you pray on your own, not in a prayer meeting? In a room? Solo prayers? For hours? Wow. Makalaya Mama, Shaba, Talamakaba, Pelebele Mesendelebe, Lamberele Meshatakabalandarabandana. You are becoming like Jesus. Hallelujah. The next one. And we are going to take a break soon. Wow. How many want a break? Taking a break. All right. Anointing for spiritual abilities. Amen. Father, thank you for your message of your spirit and of your word given to us at this time. We love you, Lord. We thank you for your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's welcome our sister Ida one more time.
Do you love the Lord? Do you like the song about love? Do you love the love? Wow, I love you. Sing to your neighbor, I love you. All right, Dr. Go. Uh, put your hands together. Do you love Bishop? Do you love Bishop? Wow. Bishop, I want to thank you for a powerful impartation. And we bless God for His goodness. Amen. Please be seated. Glory to God. So, we're taking a break. And uh, we are coming back fresh, strong, alert, receptive at exactly 3.30. This message continues on the next track. Keep listening. Anointing for spiritual abilities. What is the first ability? The ability to pray. Anointing for prayer gives you the ability to pray. And we must all begin to pray more. When you go out of this camp, I want you to be a prayer mogul. A prayer wizard. An inexorable prayer master. A black belt in prayer. Pray without feelings. Don't use feelings to guide you again. Just believe what is there. It says that when you pray in tongues, your spirit prays. You are edifying yourself. You are operating in the spirit. That's all. Use a time to know that you have done it. Yeah. You cannot depend on that feeling that comes from fasting. Or that comes from sweating. Or that comes from drinking coffee. These are three feelings that we have been using as or the loss of your voice. These are three, four feelings that we used to say that we are in the spirit. Are you listening to me? Another thing that you must understand by the spirit is that about the anointing for prayer, number five, six, seven, is that through 
this ability, you can know the mind of God for your life. Because the Bible says, let him that prays in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. Amen. As you pray in an unknown tongue, you pray that you interpret. Amen. Now, is an interpretation of another language. Manaka sandula kabashana lili became an asandula can result in a greater thing for your life and for your experience. Maria Vandala Mashike Pakasane Dili Makaba Damazandolo. For those who are afraid of it will never experience it. Pivade Kabane Sebete Vele Basandele and will never find the will and plan of God for their lives. Parima Bane Paza Malande Beleke Keva Kadabo Sundele Bakata and those who are ashamed of it will not benefit from it. Hide not your tongues and hide not your gifts and you will receive a greater blessing of the Lord. Amen. Now that was an interpretation of tongues with tongues. Tongues with interpretation. What I just did was tongues with interpretation. Now through that you can experience and receive guidance. I only have one person in the whole world who reminds whom I remember when I remember this wonderful scripture that let him that prays in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. Amen. Did I give you that verse? First Corinthians chapter fourteen. My eyes. Verse thirteen. Let him that speaks in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. Now, through this help of the Holy Spirit, you will experience guidance. There is one person whom I remember when I remember First Corinthians fourteen thirteen. Do you want to know who that person is? How many really want to know who that person is? That person is Oral Roberts. Do you know why? Because Oral Roberts says that he received the guidance from God to build the university by speaking in tongues with interpretation. He was walking along and he was speaking in tongues and interpreting. And he interpreted the guidance of the instruction of the Lord to build the university. Yeah. So because of that, it has always made me respect this verse. That people who pray in tongues should pray that they also interpret 
must have faith. Interpretation of tongues is by faith. Without faith, you can't enter the spirit world and operate. You need to have faith and enter the spirit world. And you will hear what the spirit is saying. Because the words you are saying are being inspired and guided not by your depression. Not by the events of today. Not by the sadness of the moment. But by the Holy Spirit. And that is what we need. We need the guidance of the Spirit. Amen. Are you listening? Alright, so without this great gift, I could never have learned how to pray for three hours. I could never have learned how to pray for seven hours. I could never have learned how to pray for ten hours, for twelve hours, for fifteen hours, for all through the night. And everybody must have your goal to pray for three, five, seven, ten. You, you remember the day that you do it for the first Alone. Not with somebody. Alright? Ladies. We are looking for ladies who are prayerful. Most women are beset with so many burdens. But if you were to pray a little more, your life would be better. Most Christian ladies don't pray much. The absence of sexual lust is your only credential in the house of God. Huh? You knew you need a bit of volume so you don't miss what I'm saying. The absence of sexual lust is your only credential. The only thing about you is because you don't have lust, like we the brothers, we suffer from these things. Like you the sisters, you don't feel it. You feel pure. And that purity makes you feel proud. And that is why many of you have a lot of difficulties when you marry. You see a most gentle looking girl and the husband will say, the girl is a very difficult woman. Difficult. Who is that? Who is that? He has surrendered already. So he was very humble. He stood up and accepted his faith. And that is why he has received a remission of sins. <laughs> Sit down. I should have sat down earlier. Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 17. What does it say? 
pray without ceasing. Amen. Pray without ceasing. Because the Bible says that when you are praying in an unknown tongue, right, you, your mind is unfruitful. That means that your mind is free. So, but your spirit is praying. So when your mind is unfruitful, it means your mind can work. So, you can read whilst you pray in tongues. I'm reading. I'm reading what I'm seeing. Whilst I was praying in tongues, I read, Do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophetic utterances, examine everything carefully. Whilst I was praying in tongues. So you must learn to pray in tongues and read. Pray in tongues and listen to messages. Pray in tongues, listen to music. Whilst you are learning, you can pray in tongues. Of course, there is a type of praying in tongues where your attention is more on God. But through this gift, you can pray without ever stopping. As you are sitting there, you can be praying whilst I'm preaching. You don't have to stop praying whilst I'm preaching. You can pray whilst you are playing instruments. You can pray whilst you are walking. You can pray whilst you are cooking. You can pray whilst you are driving. And many times you should pray. One evangelist was telling me, he said, when we are going for a crusade, we pray in tongues from Accra to where we are going. We shout in tongues in the car. He said, I would drive. My assistant is by me. Both of us are speaking in tongues from Accra to the village. He said, we don't joke with it at all. Because you can. You can. You can. So this is a gift too. That's what I say. The anointing is the well. It's for personal use. It's your personal well of blessing. That gives you seven abilities. Seven abilities. And the first ability is the ability to pray. And this ability, people see you in a room and wonder, what are you doing? How can you? Are you praying? It is an ability to pray. Now, the second ability, the first ability is the ability to pray. How many want to know the second ability? The second ability is the ability to know God. When God, there is an anointing that the Holy Spirit comes, comes to you. And that anointing is only for one thing. It's not for casting out devils. It's not for evangelism. As an evangelist. It's to know God. And it's an assistance from God to know Him. Like if I want somebody to be close to me, or I want somebody to know me, usually I will let the person become close or friends with somebody who is close to me. Because 
just not that I don't want to, but out of the reality of my life and the shadows, I may not actually be available. So that's one of the ways. So sometimes somebody can even do something to help you to be close to Him. And so God can do something to help you to be close to Him. And so he, it's difficult to be close to somebody. Even those we see, right, we are not close to them. Somebody said, I have known you for so many years and I realize I don't know you. People are married for years, they don't know each other. Your spouse will reveal to you who he is or who she is. And you say, way, mercy. What a shock. What a shock. <laughs> okay. All right. They anointing. Listen, I'm explaining something to you. God sent His Holy Spirit anointing power in two packages. There is a well and there is a river. The river is the anointing to become a pastor, to become a teacher, to become an evangelist, to become a prophet. All these great things. Because for public River is for the city. Although river is throughout Accra. But he sends a well which is for personal use in the house. And what does that anointing give you? It's not an ability to be a pastor or an ability to be a teacher or an ability to be an evangelist but an ability to pray first. And then secondly, an ability to actually know God because unfortunately, when you pray, it doesn't make you know God per se. Because you have people who pray a lot, but they don't know God. <laughs> there are a lot of people who pray a lot, but they don't know God. Praying a lot doesn't mean that you know God. What a shock! sitting around you. Where? Somewhere here. Are they are big men or what? Okay. Okay, you sit down. You sit down. 
every tree that the Father has not planted will be uprooted. The anointing to know God. First John chapter 2, verse 20. The ability or the anointing to know God. But you have an anointing from the Holy One. An anointing is the same as an anointing. And you know all things. Wow. You have an anointing from the Holy One. And you know all things. So this anointing is sent, is sent for you to know. Now, let me be completely naked and bare about this particular anointing. Just as I said for the anointing that gives you the ability to pray, this anointing that gives you the ability to know God, there is also just one thing and one way by which it operates. And it operates by the gift of a teacher in your life. When the anointing to know God is working, you will have a teacher in your life. That's all. Simple. A teacher in your life. Wow. First John chapter 2, verse 27. But the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, even as it has taught you, ye shall abide in him. The anointing teaches. This anointing that has come into your life is an anointing to teach you about God. To know God. And you are going to know God when you accept the anointing and the gift that has been sent to you to teach you about God. You will never know God in the way you could have known Him until you accept and receive and humbly accept the teaching that God gives you most of the time through a teacher who can teach about God. If you like, you'll notice. When you read the Bible, you see, you understand. But when somebody who has been anointed to teach, teaches you, you realize that what you were taking one month to understand, even you don't understand it. One verse. Somebody comes and within one minute teaches you two chapters. And you go far, far, far further by accepting the person. 
Now, when I accepted teachers in my life, and I accepted them as though I was accepting God, because I didn't accept their, whether they were Americans, white, black, blue, or red, but I accepted the anointing holy that was upon their lives to teach me and to lead me towards God, and I accepted the people as God, that's when I began to know God. And people don't know God much because they don't accept teachers. And usually God will send you one or two teachers who can actually feed you and teach you about God. And if you accept them through that teaching, because if I'm teaching you the word now, don't, don't worry about me. Don't worry about my color. Don't worry about my name or my age. Receive the Bible says that anointing teaches you. You will notice when Jesus was informing the Christians that the Holy Spirit is coming, he kept on telling them, when he is come, he will guide you, he will teach you. He will teach you. He will teach you all things. But that is what you need. It's difficult. Where is God? Where is He? Where, where can we find Him? Is He in the tree? Is He outside? Where is He? Where can we locate Him? Where is His house? It's very difficult to see some, to know somebody who that you can't see. You know, I said, first of all, praying to some, talking to somebody who doesn't answer. And now knowing somebody whom you can't see, even if we could know Him, Look, I remember when Stevie Wonder came to my office. He was held by somebody as he walked down the stairs and came down, sat down by me. When he was going, you know, he asked the person who was sitting by, he said, who, what, who is he like? And he, he mentioned a bishop in America. He said, is he like Bishop, I think he mentioned, is he like Bishop Noel Jones? That he's slim, guy, is he... Is that how he was trying to know where he was? Where he was? You, you, somebody you can't see, you grow up to know the person. And, and, and when they come, they, they, they measure, they say, this is a, a room of this size, based on how the echoes are. It's a, it's a, a large of this kind. It's, it's like this. Because you can't see the person, you can't see anything. So it's, it's not easy to know where you are. Can you imagine? I mean, close your eyes. Everybody close your eyes. I mean, you will never know where I am. So keep your eyes closed. Okay, open your eyes. You see, you are not expecting me to be here. She, she's not expecting me to be here. Can you imagine if you can't see? You don't know what's going on. What a shock. That guy, that guy. Yeah. Fire! Okay. Sit down. Ah, yeah, it seems he's not able to. What a shock. Let's see. Give a shock. Okay, sit down. 
Hallelujah. Do you believe that you can know God? And someone like you, can you know God the way you are? Even in school, I couldn't know mathematics. And you want to know God. <laughs> mathematics. 4x plus 3 equals 12. Find x. Ask your friend, what is the answer? What is the answer? <laughs> 4x minus 3 equals 12. What is x? Even x you can't find. How much more God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And God knows how inadequate we are. And how useless we are. Amen. The, the Bible says a man at his best. When, when a man is at his best, how is he like? I mean, in this world, in Ghana, a man at his best, how is he like? Yes, what does he have? A man at his best will have what? A house. A nice house. Where? Where will the house be? Lego, Reg Manuel. Airport residential. Airport residential. Airport residential. Man at his best. Will, 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 where, what kind of shoe? Italian leather shoe. Eh? Gucci. Kumasi Gucci or original Gucci? Amen. A man at his best who has, who has um, done first degree, what, what, what class do you think he will get? Man at his best. First class. Like Lady Pastor Lulu. But the Bible says that man at his best is altogether vanity. Useless. Amen. You know, you see, this, this is a very important point that Bishop is teaching us. Because one day you are going to find yourself doing great things for God. You pray for people and people are being healed. You point your finger to that side and everybody is falling down. Say, receive it. And you wonder, wow. Maybe because I'm an engineer. Or because I'm a lawyer. Or because I prayed a lot. Or because I, I, I fasted for 21 days. But you see, what, what the Bible wants you to know is that you are incapable of even interacting with God. That is why even to start with, you needed an intermediary in the person of Jesus Christ. Because if God is to leave you alone to look for Him, you, you may easily find yourself worshipping a woman and calling her God. I mean, when you see her eyes and her nose, how it is, and, and when she smiles, her teeth, you must be God. You must be God. You see, let me tell you, listen to me. We are very useless. And in our uselessness, we have hung on to material things to give us a little boost, to give our image and our ego a little boost. Are you listening to me? So you find people who want to show that they are something by the shoe they wear, by the glasses they wear, by the uh, ring they wear, by what? By the car they drive, the house they live in. But if you see, all these things 
are incapable of, of, of bringing you near God. It is you and I who would, who would say that if a pastor is driving Opel Corsa, and another pastor is driving Mercedes-Benz MLK series, the one with Mercedes-Benz is more spiritual, more powerful, more anointed than, than the pastor who is driving Opel Corsa that he has to push every morning. But how be it in the heavenly realm, it may shock you to know which pastor is actually pleasing God. So, what a shh. Amen. So, so listen, our, our, our judgment, our intellect, our ability to even know what is God, who is God, who is the person God is using. Many of us have bypassed the, the messengers of God in our lives. Because when they came, they did not come in that attire, in that form, in that format. So God, knowing our uselessness, has given us the gift of praying in the Holy Ghost. He has given us the ability to, to know Him through the Holy Spirit. So that at least when the Holy Spirit is in charge of our faculties, He can direct us. That is how you can even be in a camp. And you are being pondered. And you are excited. Because you know that what is happening here, first of all, your father couldn't give you. Your headmaster couldn't give you. Your school couldn't give you. You know that if this train passes, there's no hope for your life. And it is the, it is the Holy Spirit who can speak to you that the best place to be in Accra is in this hall in Commonwealth. Don't you think so? Don't you feel it? I mean, do you think that there's a better place than this room here? It's a privilege to be here. And so, and so to know God and to know the things, that, the things God values, to appreciate God's value system, and everything you have, everything you will be, Everything you will become one day will be based on the help of God. And God will be bringing you things. He will bring you a pastor. He will bring you a, a, a husband. He will bring you a wife. He will give you a friend. He will give you a book. He will give you a, a, a CD, a tape. But your, your, your normal mind is likely to bypass all these agencies of God for your life. But when you contact God through the Holy Ghost... When the Holy Ghost is in charge, he's, he, he, he suspends your JSS mentality and now causes you to think with the mind of God, with the mind of Christ. And that is what we mean when we say that, the, the, look at the point again, the, the ability or the anointing to know God, to know God, your ability to know God comes through the agency of the Holy Spirit. And the more you pray in tongues, the more you become sensitive to what God is doing, to where God is leading you to. You become more sensitive to the places. I mean, I would have been in America and in dollars. I wrote all my exams. I did everything. But 
I was sitting on an aeroplane. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and asked me, that, Are you leaving your 28 members to go and chase thousands of dollars? I said, Oh, well, what kind of bad thought is okay? Oh. Hey, I'm asking the question as we are moving up and down. Are you leaving your 28 church members? And I sat up. I realized that the Holy Ghost, because on that flight I had been sitting down praying in tongues, just speaking, 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 and at the right time I got to you see, knowing God is not that who is God, what is God. When we say that, that, that I mean praying in tongues gives you the ability to know God, to know God, I mean what, what is God's shirt color, shirt size. Is God wearing khaki shorts? It means to know everything about God for your life. Everything God will do for your life. Every place God will guide you to. Every person God will bring you into contact with. It is, it is prayed in tongues which gives you the capacity to know that God is in this thing. Yeah. Because the decision I took to stay in Ghana was not a normal decision by carnal, earthly, natural instincts. But when you are in touch with another higher law, which is the law of the Holy Spirit, your judgment is different. Your ideas are different. I said your ideas, some of you sisters, the man who will take you into real bliss, heavenly bliss, is the exact opposite of the type of man you think you want to marry. Can, we, can you imagine if we, if we leave you to magazines and Nigerian movies and African movies, you are likely to marry a fool. But when you pray, when you are a person who wakes up in the morning and you pray in tongues, you, 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 you communicate with God in tongues, when you are a sister who will wake up in the morning and not watch videos till 4 p.m. And you rather spend your time praying, your mind becomes fine-tuned to see the very things, the people, the places, the plans, the purposes of God for your life. There is no other way. No other way. In fact, in fact, if you don't pray in tongues very well, if you are not in touch with the Holy Spirit, even the Bible, the Bible will not make sense to you. And God is guiding us. Since I chose the lesser option to stay here, I am more blessed than those who went. I'm telling you. It's not, it's not proper to go into details. But I'm very blessed. Somebody sent me a text yesterday. I, he asked me where I was. Uh, I'm in a camp. So, so, I think the person I've been listening to uh, God's banquet or awake with. So, he said, you guys must count yourself very privileged to be attending camps and be to be uh, 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 what do you call it moving around with the bishop. Then he ended up saying, "You may never know limited." We <laughs> to him, I may not even know what and how blessed I am 
I may think he, because he's got $78,000 in his bank account, he's happier, he's better, he's more pleasing to God. But he is telling me that I rather may never know limited. And you also may never know limited. The, the, the best places of your life, the best things for your life, it will take the agency of the Holy Spirit to guide you into those things. So you are looking for a man who is tall and fair. Oh, you know, just, just begin to pray in tongues a little. Just, 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 just pray. Just, just pray in tongues. Pray. Just pray in tongues. Just pray in tongues. Shabalabala. Katerebebos. Randalabasi katorobos. To know God. To know God. To know God. To know God. What is the plan of God for your life? Now, now. If God gives you two choices. To go to Madagascar or to go to Manhattan. To pastor our branch there. Which, which would you like to choose? Which, which one are you likely to choose? Especially with your Nigerian movie background. Manhattan. Manhattan. But the plan, you see, when you pray in tongues, it takes you to the best place. But you see, the best place is not necessarily what man says is the best place. God's things are not man's ideas. What man says is great. It's not necessarily what God says is great. What man says is powerful. It's not necessarily what God says is powerful. And it is the agency of speaking in tongues and contacting the Holy Spirit that will give you the appropriate wisdom for your life. Every age, every season of your life needs a certain wisdom. For, for you now, it is the ministry. Say the ministry. Say the work of God. Say preaching, teaching, healing. But somebody can come and dangle some, some, some money in front of you, some green card in front of you, some, uh, what else, what else would they, would they dangle? Eh? Car keys in front of you, Mercedes Benz in front of you, a, a, a voluptuous sister who, whose breasts are pouring out. You see the girl. He said, Jesus Christ, wait a little. I'm coming. Just a minute. I'll see you. I'll see you. Not knowing that you are following a zoo, a zoo, a zoo. May the Holy Spirit, may this language that God has given us, may prayer, may prayer become your only hope in this world. I said, Your only hope. Listen to me. Your, your, your first class. Your second class, upper, your mid, is it, is it middle class or what class? Second, lower, whatever class. It is incapable of leading you to the place God wants you to get to. It is prayer, an intense prayer, and praying in the Holy Spirit that will give you a little sense in this your head. Your first class, you went to copy anyway. It is just copying, you went to copy. You copy. You went to BAM library, copied uh, people's uh, journals and so on, and they gave you a second upper. Lift your hand and say, I thank you, Lord, for the ability 
to use prayer to reach where you want me to get you. Say, I am now an inexorable minister. Say, inexorability is the, is the main thing I am doing now. Nobody can prevent me. Say, I am unstoppable. I am unstoppable. I am unpreventable. This road, I will walk on it. Through prayer, through the Holy Ghost, through walking with God, through humility, through obedience, I will be the minister, the pastor, the missionary that God has called me to become. Put your hands together and let's receive Bishop. Be seated. The second anointing is the anointing to know God. The anointing that gives you the ability. Ability. Ability to know God. Amen. John 16:13 The anointing to know God guides you into the truths that you need to know about God. So when the Holy Spirit has been given to you, he has been given to you to help you to know God. John 16:13 It says, "How be it when he the Spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear" That shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Amen. The Spirit of truth will guide you. So receive that anointing and that help from the Lord. That help you to know God better. To come into God. To know about God. Somebody we cannot see. Somebody you cannot touch. Somebody you cannot feel the shape. Somebody you cannot, I mean, hold. You cannot hear anything the person is saying with your audible. It's very difficult. So, I mean, God is so kind that He decided to send an anointing that would help you to know Him. What an assistance. What an ability. What a grace. How many are excited that God, I mean, has some anointings for these personal issues. How many are surprised that these personal issues also had an anointing for, for it? Wow. I'm also surprised, I tell you. What a shock. Now, John 14, 26. But the Comforter, oh, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, He shall teach you all things. I bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Amen. Hallelujah. So the great master key is to recognize that one of the main things of the Holy Spirit anointing is to make you actually know God. One day, there were some pastors in Amsterdam. They took an offering in the church. And they started to fight 
over the offering. And they fought over the offering and one held the offering basket, another held the offering basket, another held the offering basket and they pulled it in three ways and divided the offering basket and took the money. Everybody took what he, he could and went away. And that was the end of the church. Now, you see, you can see that some people don't know God, even though they are pastors. It's true. You realize that there are some basics. People don't fear God. You see a man of God, you just get up and start saying bad things about him, and you realize that there is a lack of a knowledge, of a fear of God. One pastor... He said negative things about the pastor who sent him and who prayed for him and appointed him as a pastor. And the pastor at his house cursed him. And he said, when he mounts the pulpit and takes the pulpit, he will die. That was the curse that the pastor gave or the bishop gave. So the following Sunday, the pastor went into the pulpit and preached. And after church, he came out and said, You see, nothing happened to me. I didn't die. I didn't die. Now, what he forgot was when God told Adam and Eve, In the day that you eat this fruit, you will die. Did they physically die on that day? They didn't. But you sense that a lot of people don't even know the God they claim to be serving. The God that you, are, you claim to be serving. Some people say they are serving God and that they are going to kill all these people so that they, they will go to heaven and have virgins that they are going to sleep with. And it shows that they don't know much about who God is. God is love. God is love. God is not hatred. Murder. People don't forgive. They can't forgive. And you sense the person doesn't know who you are really dealing with. You don't know, you're, uh, uh, you don't know who you are dealing with. So we realize that a lot of people are walking around in the church, even pastors, but we don't seem to know who we are really dealing with. If you really know God, you will not think of... You know, one, one person was telling other, another Christian in a at Kodesh. He said, you are below me. You are below me. I don't know why I lowered myself to relate with you. Now, when you speak like that, it shows, and this is somebody who speaks with much spiritual words about God, about God's calling, about the work of God, visions, and so on. And you are telling someone, you are below me. I, you, are, you are under me. You are below me. I don't know. Why I even lowered myself to even relate with you or talk to you or have anything to do. You are under me. You see, I mean, you can see clearly the lack of people don't know the God they claim to be. But the God that you are claiming, this is what he doesn't want at all. To feel big and to feel good. He doesn't like it at all. Yeah. And you can see clearly, sometimes you say somebody says representing so-so and so, you know, and so say, look, this is not how he is, the person you claim to be representing. One day, 
I was working towards Dr. Yongicho coming to Ghana. And I was dealing with somebody who was supposed to be helping me to relate with Pastor Cho to prepare the visit when he was going to come to dedicate the church. And the attitude of the person was so negative. Was so negative that I was almost getting a, a different impression of who Yogicho was. So one day it occurred to me that maybe I should contact his secretary. So I contacted his secretary and I spoke, I spoke to his, I actually rang Korea and I spoke to the, his, his actual secretary. Because you see a lot of people, but there's only one person who is an actual, the actual person. I spoke to the actual person because I knew her. And I said, look, this is what is happening. We don't even know whether he's coming, what is he coming, what is he going to do, what is... Then she told me, she said, then now I was now beginning to get and relate with somebody who was giving me the right impression. She said to me, look, Pastor Cho, Dr. Cho is a pastor and he loves you and he loves your church and he wants to come and he will come and he will dedicate it. I will put it on his desk tomorrow and I will get an answer and I will call you back. Wow! I was, I was taking that because that is not what I have been receiving. I have been getting all kinds of... I mean, no, you can't. We don't know what... No answer. This and that. You don't know what you are dealing with. What a wrong impression I was getting about the person. But by only talking to this lady, she, she, she told me, she, it's like, it was like she was cursing, look, he's a pastor. She told her, look, he is a pastor. And he laughed, he, he wants to come, he will come, he will do this. She said, I will, I will, I, I will put it on his day and I will ask him on Sunday before he preaches. And she did exactly that. She called me back. And she told me, on this day he will come, this is what he will do. And he will, he will come to your church. He will dedicate your church. This is what he will do. That was it. I had gotten somebody who knew him and was representing him properly. And sometimes when we do things, we realize that you, it's like you don't know the person. The person is really genuinely a pastor. Sometimes you can have people that are like tigers and lions around somebody and they give a wrong impression about the person. Meanwhile, the person is very kind hearted He wants to talk to you. He would like to see you, but... You get other kind of ferocious uh, 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 people all around. Say, oh, go away. No, he doesn't want his He says he's tired. Meanwhile, he's not tired. Hey. It's true. So you see that sometimes you are talking to someone, you, you realize that the person, and this person I was dealing with, is not a spiritual person. It's not a spiritual person. A person does not know spiritual things. So ladies and gentlemen, Sometimes you are dealing with some realize that look, this guy is not really as close to the person as you may have thought. He's a pastor, but he's not really as close to God as you. He doesn't really know God. The God we are serving is a God of love, God of forgiveness. The Bible says God is love. I didn't say it. I'm not, I don't know anything. I didn't write the Bible. Tell somebody, it seems he didn't write the Bible. Amen.
when he starts to say that Jesus Jesus spoke more about money than about anything you realize that you are dealing with somebody who doesn't really know who Jesus is you don't really know Jesus Jesus didn't come to teach about money Jesus taught about heaven he taught us about God he taught us about the Holy Spirit don't misrepresent him if you don't know him don't say things about him that you don't know don't say what you don't know don't say he is this he's not that at all if you don't know him just say you don't know him don't come and create all sorts of things now the anointing to know God operates through a teacher of the word Ephesians 4.11 Ephesians 4.11 He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Amen. For the perfecting of the saints. Wow. Now, teachers have been given for the perfecting, your perfection. This is the number one key to knowing God is accept who God sends into your life as a teacher and receive the teachings. And let the teachings guide you in your personal study. For me, Getting to know God has been a great blessing by accepting Kenneth Hagen, accepting Fred Price, accept and what, what happens is that they are teachers are going to teach you and inspire you in your personal quest to know God. That's what I'm, it's an assistance. Do you understand? It's, it's, it's assistance for you. I'm explaining to how does the anointing work? How does that anointing that makes you know God, how does it work? By, you, you, you have to understand the key, just like how does the help to pray, how does it work? Straight, answer, thanks. There's no mistake, there's no seven steps or 25, no, just thanks. How does this anointing that help you to know God, how does it work? Answer the teacher. He will help you when he teaches something. Then you can go on your search to the Bible, to study, whilst you pray, to learn, to know more. But because he has spoken, it has sort of opened up things. Everything that I'm sharing and teaching I have learned and gone to do my own study. My own study. But my own study without the teacher would never have reached where I have reached. Your te- you see, it, it inspires you. That is why when you listen to me preach, if you go and trace all pre- preachers and teachers, you will often find it difficult to trace what I am preaching. And one of the reasons is because they guided me to do my own studies. And they guided me to search to know God. 
myself. It's not something that just they said. So sometimes I see pastors, chief elders, elders, oh, I've heard this message. I'm going to preach it tomorrow. But what they don't, you don't realize is that hearing the message and being excited, I'm going to black it out tomorrow, it does not mean that you actually know it. Because if you want to know, I've also heard it from somewhere. And it has rather made me go and study and know God and know the things better. And all scriptures, if I take a scripture like Mark eleven twenty three, Mark eleven twenty two, and Jesus answered and said, have faith in God, or have the faith of God. And 23, verily, verily, I say unto you, how do you think my understanding about it has deepened or widened? It's because of the teacher, Kenneth Hagin. He taught Mark eleven twenty two, Mark and Fred Price, Hebrews 11, 1. Certain scriptures, as soon as I mentioned, I remember the person who poured light on it. I can remember the person. Yeah. When I think about curses, I always remember Derek Prince. There are some scriptures that brought a swallow by flying a curse. A curse does not come without a cause. And I immediately remember Derek Prince. When I, hear, when I read the verse, honor your father and your mother, I remember Derek Prince immediately. Because he said, there's, there's only one thing I learned from Derek Prince. He said that, if you want it to be well with you, that you will live long enough to be well with you, honor your father and mother. He says, the only scripture that I learned from him is that one. I heard him saying that it will never be well with you. You know, it will never be well with you. Don't honor your father. And you will not live long. These are the two things you say. It will never be well with you and you will not live long. And you will not survive long in the ministry too. It will never be well with you. Never. He said, he said it will never. It will, I just remember him. I just remember his voice. He has his, his tough, monotonous voice. I can just remember saying, it will never be well with you if you don't honor your father. He talk about how the sons will go to their father's grave and weep and confess their sins over their dead father because, and the curse will be broken because they don't honor their fathers. But I can, I, everything I can remember, even Betty, who taught me how to have my quiet when I remember First Thessalonians 5.22, I can remember her. I remember when she showed me that verse. And the version of the Bible. Wow. So the Bible starts. So from then on, First Thessalonians chapter 5, all the small, small verses there. Pray without ceasing. Abstain from all appearance of, of, all, of evil. And so on. Rejoice evermore. They, they, oh, it, it becomes. More things are coming. You are seeing more. You are seeing somebody. Somebody shows you this is what it means. So, you have to open yourself to messages, tapes, camps, over and over, and it must make you hold your Bible. That's why, I mean, when I read a book, I can't see the scripture. I lose concentration and I don't, I can't read the book. I need a book that's guiding me to the because the teacher is teaching me the best. He himself has nothing to say. Yeah. In fact, one of the, if you, if you notice, one of the people who doesn't have any scripture in his book at all is Rick Joyner. The final quest. There's no scripture. But because God has chosen him to minister to me, I see all the scriptures in it. You can bring the part of the book, I'll show you the scripture. Recently, I brought out a scripture. The whole of the final quest is based on that scripture. Yeah, the whole, the whole of the white throne chapter is based on that one verse in 1 Corinthians. And I found it recently. I was amazed. But I know it's all based on the scripture. So what I'm looking for is the scripture which he's teaching. 
So when you are reading my book, look for the scripture which I'm teaching about. Try to get it because we are being taught the word, not that he was Joseph's ideas. Yeah. It's not my ideas. It's the word you are being taught. I'm not trying to be taught that he was Moses' idea. It's what I'm saying in the Bible. It's what I'm saying in the Bible. It's, it's what I'm saying in the Bible that he gives the Holy Spirit to help you to know God and to teach you about God. Is it there? If it's not there, don't do it. But if it's there, let it take you to the Scripture. When the Scripture comes to you, then you've been taught the Word. Not taught that he was Moses' ideas. Are you listening? So as I'm teaching, teaching, I'm preaching, I'm preaching, teaching, I'm preaching. And I'm saying, oh, bishop said this, bishop said this. When you say bishop said, bishop said, bishop said this, bishop said this. You know, but you see, when it comes to the, look, the scripture says this, 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 this. Then it means that I have linked you successfully. I've linked you successfully. I have linked you successfully. Are you listening to me? I have linked you successfully to the word. So, honestly, when I go to a church and they are preaching, you know, God is this, God is this, oh, He's going to do this, and you're going to see this, and God's going to come here. And I'm always waiting for a linkage. God is preaching, I'm expecting to link it to some, the word, because it's the only the word I can take out of that message. So all the things He's saying are wonderful, but if He doesn't connect it, that's why when I was teaching you why God believes in you, I took you to Jeremiah to see why God believed in Jeremiah. Because he said, you are predestined before your mother came. You are predestined. And what again? You are sanctified. I've ordained you. Appointed you. And what again? Anointed you. And it was all in the Bible. People in the Bible, you see that while they were, they were called with detail and they were informed why they were being sent to approve, to do this, to do this, to do this. So I'm trying to link you to Jeremiah's calling. If I couldn't do that, then I didn't succeed in my teachings. Because I don't have, honestly, I, I know myself. I know myself. I, I, I know myself. I don't have anything to say. It's, if you can see what is in the Word, then I've been successful. You look at it. Don't, don't, don't want to follow me. Follow, follow what the Word of God says. So the teacher is showing you. That is why I could, I could listen to Fred Christ. He will say this verse. He will preach Hebrews 11. Now, faith is. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. What does substance mean? Substance is this. Evidence is, means this. Hope for means this. This means He's linking me to the actual written words in the Bible. This is the way God connects you to His word and connects you to Him and makes you know Him. So when I preach it, just say, it's a powerful message. It's a wild message. Hey, challenge, inexorability. Look, inexorability is nice. But have I been able to link you to many, many scriptures and truth in the Bible? That is when I've been successful. But not that it was a wild camp. Yeah. If you finish the Bible school and you just come out and say, Hey, we, there, we believe in loyalty. What do you mean by we, there, we believe in loyalty? What is loyalty? What is loyalty? Yeah, you, you must rather say, as for me, I believe in First Corinthians 4, 1, that it is required in a steward that a man should be faithful. This is what I believe. I believe in First Corinthians 4, because I believe it is required in a steward that... Not that 
As for us, we are an Akazo, and an Akazo, we are into loyalty. All the people that have been of a great blessing to me have always linked me to the scripture. They've shown me. And that's why when I preach, I preach from the scripture as if I originally started from the scripture. No, no, no. I started from them. They connected me and then I got connected to the scripture and then I chewed it and it went to the sweet and bitter and then I started to prophesy to the nations. Are you listening to me? Turn to John chapter 1. In the beginning was a song and the song was about God and the song was very nice okay what a shock hold on to your chair hold on to your chair okay in the beginning was a nice song in the beginning was a person in the beginning was what the word. The word. The word. And the word was a song. The word was a letter. The word was in English. The word was beautiful. The word was what? With God. And the word, the word was was nice. Was beautiful. Was fantastic. Was easy. Was, uh, was 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 palatable. The word was what? God. God was the word. So as the word comes into you, and the teacher connects you to the word, he's connecting you linkages to God like that. He's connecting you to God like that. He's linking you here. Linking here. Linking here. Linking here. Linking here. That's why those who pray a lot may not necessarily know God. You'd be surprised to know that. <laughs> you have people who pray a lot. One day, there was a certain sister. She loved to pray. Hey! When she came to the fellowship meeting, she would come before everybody else. And her tongues were like an elephant sneezing. What a prayer. But I tell you, she didn't know God. She didn't know God. Now, how can I know that a person knows God? If I'm in a church, if this is my church, and I've been in this church for two years, and how will I know? 
this one knows God, this one. Should I show you how to know? Uh, if I want to know whether this person knows God. Can I, show, can I show you a trick? Don't be angry with me. Don't be angry with me what I'm going to tell you, okay? You see, if I have a group here like this, when I say, let us pray, you know, okay, you, stand up, this room, stand up. Okay, pray, pray to God. The rest of you be quiet, they, they are praying. Ready? Go, pray. <laughs> are, are they powerful prayer, prayer, prayer warriors? No? Why do you say no? Huh? You don't have to hear them to, to know that they are prayer. Okay, God bless you. Your prayers are not bad at all. You too. Stand up. This row. Pray. It's row by row prayers. Ready? I need you to be silent. No talking. Ready? Pray. Okay, how are their prayers like? It's not bad, isn't it? Okay, sit down. Physics! Physics row, stand up and pray. Ready? Go! Amen. It's not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah. Okay. Quiet. Pray. Amen. Pray. Wow. Amen. Powerful. Sit down. Front row here. Front row. I want you to watch them carefully. Like this. When I do like this, it means I will pray.
Alright. Powerful. Sit down. Now, which of these people knows God? Huh? You cannot know by their prayer. But I can do something now. Okay? Come, my darling. Bring your Bible because you are going to preach. Get, get ready to get ready to, for your sermons. You are all coming with your sermons. Or perhaps I should bring some people from the congregation. These are these are these are elders, right? Some of the physics teachers and other. Which row would like we like to be preachers? This row. See, like the girl in the green, she's looking straight. Doesn't want you to see her. Come, come, you be a preacher. Come. You see, you can now know those in order to go. Let's know those who know God here. We, we see, we'll give you, I don't want to embarrass you, but I'm going to give you a microphone. Okay? And then you just speak to us. In fact, you put your Bible down, my darling. Put your Bible down. Yeah. You just, just, just come speak to us. We are, we are Christians. We are Christians. And then you just... Just exalt us for just 20 us. seconds. Yeah. Just say something. You should have looked at my face, you see. Maybe I looked at it. I wouldn't have called you. Season one of the pulpit. Your time has started. In Colossians chapter four, verse six. She's not used to a microphone. Hello? Can you hear me? Glory to God. Okay. Policemen, please. Keep the time, the seconds. Everybody has 30 seconds to, 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 to perform. You, you speak and then you go. In Colossians chapter 4 verse 6, the Bible makes us understand that we should always, we should make our speech be always, uh, we should make our speech always be. Look, who, who was that? Who was that? Who was that? Who was that? Okay, let this be your last time. Let this be your let this be your last warning. Quiet. We want to know whether people know God. Have you checked your time? Yeah. The Bible makes us understand in Colossians chapter 4 verse 6 that we should always make our speech be full of the grace and be seasoned with salt so that we may know how to talk with other people. And from this scripture I learned that to, to relate very good with other people, you have to, oh, and it's like the Holy Spirit that will help you.
talk to other people. If you are not very, if you don't relate closely with the Holy Spirit, you cannot talk to people very well. Other like, like foolishness will be coming out of your mouth. No, uh, give her volume on the mic. Hold the mic like this. Hold the mic like this. Uh-huh. Speak. We are. We are. We are listening. As I say, like, if you have the Holy Spirit, it will help you to know how to talk with other people and not say foolish things about other people. And also, and also, you fare very well with people. Stand here. Uh, put her in the that room here right now. Good. Yes, you have had too much time to prepare. You come. Come. Speak. Hallelujah. Let's pray. No time, no time for prayer. Just speak the word. Hallelujah. John 3.16 For God so loved the word that he sent his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish. Hallelujah. This scripture makes us understand that God sent his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish. My brothers, my sisters, hey, there is something that we have to do for God. Because he sent his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. as Christians, we have to do for others. Hallelujah. Because he has sent his only begotten son to come and die for us. Hallelujah. We need to do certain things for them. We need to do a lot for others. Hallelujah. Okay, okay. She has said John 3, 6, 7, four times. Stand over here. Amen. Hallelujah. Today my topic is love. Amen. Some of us as Christians, we think uh, we love God and everybody will be saying that we love God. But our brother sitting beside us, we don't love him. Even Paul was telling the Corinthians share that. Oh, even though he has the tongue of an angel uh, and he has the tongue of prophecy, but without love, it's like a sounding brass. Uh, it's just making noise. Amen. So today, uh, I'm telling you that your brother that is sitting beside you, you need to love your brother. Because God, you do not know God. And, and maybe uh, you have not seen God before. But your brother who is sitting beside you, 
uh, I think he is God. Because God created him in his own likeness and manner. Amen. So today, First Corinthians chapter 13 is telling us that Paul is saying, not me, because I didn't write the Bible. But Paul is saying, Amen. Amen. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Amen. But, amen. But Paul is saying that if you have the tongues of an angel, he can speak in tongues, he can prophesy, he can blow everything. But without love, it's like a sounding brass. Amen. Okay. Doctor, go. Go and select somebody. Hallelujah. Quiet. Brothers and sisters, today we just want to take a short verse from John chapter 4, verse 24, which makes us understand that God is spirit. And they that worship Him must worship Him in truth and in spirit. You ask yourself, whenever you stand up to pray, do you really pray in spirit? Do you really please your God, your Father in heaven? It's a question. You know, God wants us to pray from our hearts. And He wants a willing mind and a perfect heart. How can we do this? By praying in tongues. This is how we can please God and, 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 and pray in spirit and worship Him in spirit. Brother, sister, please, this is something small God wants me to tell you. Amen. something about others. Amen. Yeah. I want you to think about others. When you read First Kings chapter 7 downwards, there are some lepers over there and they were out there. They were hungry and they are lepers. I mean, they don't, they don't know. They, they, can't, they can't walk. They find it difficult. They don't even have food. But these lepers, they said that if we are here, we sit here, we would die. If we walk to the camp of Assyria, we will get food. They, they might kill us. We might also get food. And if we sit here, we will die. So why won't you just go there and get food? Why won't you just go there? If they kill us, we die. These people, they went. And God helped them. And when they were going, these soldiers, they fled. And they left all their food. They left everything, the riches that they were having. Hey, do you know something? And when they got there, they got enough food. And when they got the food, they didn't be selfish. And they said that, oh, why won't you just think about our people? Those in that country, those in the city, let's go and tell them, for them to also have food. Hey! And this lepers, 
to the city and inform the people. And they, they also came. And they had their riches and food and raiment. Amen. So I want you to think about others. In James 4.17, we learn that he that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. There are most, and most of the times, we all know what to do, right? The Bible, we can know what to do by reading the Bible, but... But we intentionally do not do what the Bible says. So James 4.17 makes us understand that we should not just read the Bible, but we should do what the Bible says. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, my topic, um, my scriptures is taken from Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. It says, it says, We should seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and any other thing shall be added unto us. This place, the Bible is trying to tell us that all other things on this earth are not necessary. He is the most important person on this earth. So we have to seek God first, before any other thing. Our school is important, it is good, but it is not the most important thing. God is the center of all things. So in all our endeavor in this life, we have to seek God first. In our life, when we wake up from your bed, you have to seek God. In everything, when you go to work, wherever you find yourself, you have to make sure that you seek God and you let people know God about wheresoever you are. Because in this life, we, we, we are supposed to please God. Our, our, the most important thing, we should be pleasing to God. And how do we look, or how should we be pleasing to God? We have to seek Him first, and let others also know God. And let others know God for themselves. But you, uh, the first thing is, you have to know God yourself, and then experience Him. And let others also know Him, and experience Him. So this is, what Jesus Christ came to do for us. And we ought to let others know God for themselves. And then they should also be pleasing to Him. Amen.
no, no scripture, just talk to us. Just talk, don't mention any scripture, just speak to us. Hallelujah. Yeah, I want to share something very simple with you on the topic of faith. Hallelujah. And I believe that as Christians, one thing that we need to also try and then build upon is our faith. Because I believe that faith actually is the foundation. You understand? Because Bible says that we should what? In Hebrews chapter 11. Okay, Bible says that faith is the substance of things so for and the evidence of things not seen. And I believe that as Christians, there are battles that we fight in life. You understand? Education is a battle. We need to fight it. Finance is a battle. You need to fight it. Marriage is a battle. You need to fight it. And I believe that there are good fights in life and there are also fights that are bad. Okay? And one of the good fights that the Bible encourages us to fight and hold on to is our faith. The Bible says that we should fight a good fight of faith and hold on to eternal life, which ye are called unto. Hallelujah. So I believe that as Christians, we should always try to hold our faith, no matter what. Because I can assure you one thing, that definitely there will be trials. Hallelujah. But the Bible says that we should endure in our trials, and the trial is supposed to work out experience. It's also supposed to work out patience. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says that temptations will come. Jesus Christ was tempted in every way. But the Bible says that he overcame. And he didn't overcome it just like that, but he overcame it with a word. Hallelujah. So I believe that as Christians, we should always try and then build up on our faith. And God will bless us. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, all these people stand in the line here. Stand here, stand here. Stand on the stairs, yeah, first step. All these people, ah, you didn't speak. Okay, you sit down because you have had too much time to prepare. Move this way. Which of, stand up here. Which of these do you think knows God most? Huh? Which, which, which of them? Okay, we'll vote. Dr. Go, you do the vote. You, you, you just select and then we vote. Which, which of these? You had you one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight messages. Eight. So this the is first sister preached about what? Colossians something. This one preached about John 3.16. This gentleman preached about love. What? And this she love. preached about others. others. John 4.24. You use about seven scriptures in one. Yes. <laughs> Knowing God. Knowing God. And James. James. She talked about sin. And you were faith. She talked about faith. So she's number one. How many of you think no. she... We want to know who they think knows God most. Okay. Um, is this number one? Does number one know God most? Does he know God most? We just want, just, just raise your hand. Like this, if you, if you vote for her, it's like a beauty contest, but this is a spiritual number beauty one. contest. Okay. How many of you think it's number two? How many votes did she get? Two. One, two, three. Prince, four. Do the, uh, okay, police, electoral commission, just count. One, two, three, four. All right, we'll start again, please. Please put your hand down. Number one, how many? Prince, sit down. Just stand here, just stand here. You don't need to move around. Just stand Number here. one. All right. Number Quickly. two. Don't vote because your friend, though. That's what you are doing now. Number three. Okay. 
Number four. This one. Number four. Others. Others. How come all your people are from the left? Oh, oh, please, please raise your hand. You are counting. That is, you are saying the person who knows God most, not that he knows God, that the person of all the. Of all the yes. By what they've said, just by what they've said. Number five. One. Number six. Number seven. What did you preach, um, James four? James four. All right. Number eight. elections. Why? Let me, let me show you. Let me help you to see why. Dr. Go, you can help me to remember. You see, this one, she shared one scripture. If you have your client time, you can, sh- you can mention one verse and then just say something about it. This one also, she said John 3.16. Anybody can say one verse and she kept saying it. John 3.16. God so loved them. She didn't give it. She didn't give any further revelation or light onto the John three sixteen. The God so loved that if you don't, you will perish and have everlasting life. Because God has really cared for you. And He wants you to that if you don't give it, you will perish and have everlasting life. About four times. Repeating parts of the verse and whole verse. This man spoke about love. Love. And he he spoke from the verse, you know, but he he, he was. He didn't give much more insight and light, apart from the fact that, the, I mean, uh, you should love your brother and love the person who is sitting by you. It sounds like a gang person who is trying to say you are supposed to love me, quarreling type of you are supposed to love me. So, are you a gang? You are a gang. Huh? Somebody offended you here? No. Nobody has preaching. Yeah. Okay, you are preaching. And then you um, talked about others. Yeah. yeah. You've been listening to that message recently, isn't it? So I knew that she was just uh, uh, producing something she just listened to. Just yeah, off her head. Yeah, just what she just listened to and she just said, well, but she understood it well, but she just released what she just heard. Okay. You were speaking about what? John 4. Yeah, you mentioned no. so many scriptures. You started with John 4.24, but you preached almost the entire camp <laughs> in one minute. Here, little, you went there, and then uh, uh, praying from your heart, that the anointing, and so... We, we, I, show, I we show that you don't even understand the scripture that you quoted. quoted. That the day that worship him, shall worship him in spirit and in, and in truth. truth. You don't even understand I mean, it. How, what does it have to do with the heart and speaking in tongues and so on? Matthew 6, 33. And uh, he preached from that verse and he, he, he managed to bring our minds to, to the point that we have to seek God first. And that other things, every other thing is secondary. Yeah. And I think he did fairly well. But, well, 
But it was it was one scripture. You one see, scripture. When you when you when you are when you when you know God, in the beginning was the word, the word was God, the word was God. Yeah. You know the word and the word and the word and the word. Ah. So when you are sharing, you see that the word comes, one word, which is this word and that word, word and that other word. So you see that it shows that the person is in the, the word. word. But not that he just mentioned one scripture that he had from a quiet time or something, and then say it that ah. your time is up. So that's it. You get it? Then you went to James. And you just and read the verse. Read the verse and, and then uh, you lost track of what you were saying. Of what you were saying. Because it's not very deep in you. Clearly. Yeah. Clearly. When did you read that verse, James? Verse. When, when did you read that verse? Not like. Okay. Um. I read it just like five minutes ago. Yes. When you were calling them, I had a feeling that you would call me, so I read it. Clap for her. At least it's honest. Honesty. Honesty gets her at least a clap. Honesty gets her a clap. Honesty gets her a clap. And then this brother, he spoke about faith. And you could see that he was actually speaking from his heart. You know, and because he went into his heart, at a point even though he had been told not to use a verse, there was a verse somewhere. It just came out. Uh-huh. He just kept moving from one verse to, the to other. another. And each verse was connected. Connected. Unlike uh, John 4.24 brother, yeah. who just brought anything at all that came like from Salah. It's like eating uh, 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 and maybe, maybe fufu with stew. Fufu with stew. Fufu with stew. Fufu and stew. <laughs> or fufu and vegetables. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and, I mean, you could tell that he was at home with what he was saying. Oh, he was at home. He, he mentioned faith, the assurance of things hope, and then the trial of your faith. And what else did you say? What else did you say? Fight of faith. The fight. fight. A good fight of good faith. Fight and that bad there are good fights fight and bad fights. And that Jesus Christ did what? He overcame by the, the word. And then what did you say? What else did you say? The trial of your faith worketh experience. And then it also works patience in you. What version is that? The version. <laughs> okay, it's the King James version. The trial of your faith works experience, you know. And, and you see, these are these are it's a bit deep, because when you are tested, it works out. It's not that's what we mean by what have you been through. You see, so you see, a lot of us here, you realize that you you really don't know God much. And all one of all of, of us say yes. One out of eight was able to say something that is. Following a pattern and coherent, and even understand it from this verse, and this one means this, and this one. And you will notice when I'm preaching, I always read a verse and explain what that verse means, and it's connected to this verse and that verse. So I'm jumping from verse to verse mm. with understanding, not what John 4:24 was doing. He started saying the spirit in truth, and then after that, the what? Heart, the heart is speaking now. The heart which is speaking. The heart should speak. speak like he just remembered speak. what I said when I was preaching, preaching. that when you pray. The, 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 the only word he didn't use was inexorable. <laughs> what a shit. What a sh- so now, 
I'm going to call you again, isn't it? How many of you have realized that you are hot? How many of you have realized that you are hot? Honestly can help you. Honestly can help you. Honestly can help you. Okay, so to me, if I wanted if I wanted a pastor or somebody who I think is getting deeper in God has received the well and has provided for himself the anointing that God had provided for him to help him personally for the house. Of all these eight, I can never know by how they pray. But, but when they speak and they start to say the words that they know, then you realize how deep or how widely somebody is located in the word. It's true. And that is why, as I'm here now, I'm here to actually help you, you see, to know God. That I am not God, and the things I say are not necessarily what is God's word. But I'm trying to point you to a word, to the word. This word means this, and therefore this, and this one, and that one, and see that you'll be weaving. You'll be weaving. Any circumstance. And that's what Becky taught me the first time when I went to the race course. I said, sir, she didn't go. Why? She didn't say because I say so. She's, because she's older than me. She's my senior. She didn't say, she, she's my mother. She didn't say because I say so. She said because First Thessalonians 5.22 says, abstain from all appearance of evil. So immediately, I was, it was my first linkage to something. That it's based on a word, then I do things. Yeah, an anchor. Then you start to know other reasons why things are to be done. You go to discos. Why? My interest doesn't lie there. That's why. I don't have interest in that. You don't have interest. Okay. Do you go to this course? I don't go to this course. Why? Um, I just love it. Police, can I have one patrol going this way? Just one patrol. If you see anybody speaking. Yes? Uh, I don't feel like going there. Do you go to this course? No. Why? My soul does not correlate to it. Your soul? You go to this course? No. Why not? I was not allowed to be going out. You were not allowed to be going out. Wow. What about you? Did you go to this course? Uh, I've been there several times. But You've been there several times? Yeah. In, uh, in SS, in level one day, I was going, but now I've stopped with Pastor Kwame coming up for us. Because of Pastor Kwame? Yeah, he came in. That's why you don't why yeah. go to this I've been there several times. Okay, there several times. Do you go to this course? No. Why not? I don't like, I don't like that. don't place. like, it's not like smooching. Yeah. Kill him softly with his What about you, my dear? No. Why don't you go to this school? Because a friend of mine told me that Christians are not supposed to go to this A friend of yours told you. Okay. And then, who else have I not asked? Do you go to this school? No. Why, why not? Because I believe the word of God does not allow me to actually go there. What, what word is that? 
Because I believe there's a part of the Bible that says we should flee all appearances of evil. You see, it's not difficult for me to choose who, to me, I think knows God better. This one is saying, there's a part which says, abstain from all appearances of evil. She says, what did you say? No interest. You say? I don't feel. You don't feel like it. You say? My soul. soul. You say what? I wasn't allowed to. She says she was not allowed to. You say, Pastor Kwame. You say? I don't like it. You don't like the place. And you say, a friend told you. Look at that. Nobody is linked to the word except this one. Who says, abstain from all appearance of evil. It's amazing. If you come to ABMT and when you finish, you say, Oh, Pastor Interpol told us that this. Oh, Pastor Hamish told us that this. Or oh, Reverend this told us that this. You shouldn't even have come to the school. Yeah, because it's of no use. It's supposed to help you to know God. It's only what you have when you know God that you can give to others. So this anointing, unfortunately, people are learning how to do miracles, how to do this, how to get anointing to preach and so on, without having the first anointing which is to teach you how to know God, to know God and to pray. And to pray is different from to know God. Because I was expecting somebody to tell me that all things are lawful, but all things are not helpful. This is what I was expecting somebody. Well, all things are lawful, but all things are not helpful. That's why I don't go to this school, because it's not helpful. Or abstain from all appearances of evil. Or evil communication corrupts good. But you wouldn't say, God, it's not really you. You are shouting amen. You are saying this. Hey, what a shock. But actually, these things are not in you. You are saying inexorability. Hey, my boy. Okay, go sit down. Now, how many are afraid for yourselves? How many are afraid for yourselves? How many are afraid that I will call you in the next group? You see how it is? I'm preaching, 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 preaching. That's why we keep preaching. Somebody asks, why do you preach for a long time? Because even after preaching for a long time, you see that things are not able to enter. Camp after camp, school after school, time after time, message after message, book after book. That's why if you like, look at my book. The first word in every chapter is a verse. It's always, um, the writing is about the verse. A book that I didn't bother to write much about was Steps to the Anointing. I just write the verse, the point, and then that's it. Because what is the, the verse we are learning is the scriptures we are learning. That's the whole point. So if I cannot connect you, so that is my role. My role, I am not God. I didn't write the Bible, but I'm trying to connect you to His Word. You and God are going to work. You and God are going to become closer. He says you have an anointing, you have an unction, that you know God, you know all things. He says He will send you the Holy Spirit, He will teach you things. He will remind you of what I have said. He's not going to remind you of what your friend said or what Pastor Pami said. He's going to remind you of what God, Jesus said. What Jesus said, what Jesus said, what you're supposed to remember his words. Amen. Amen. If we do this exercise again, you see something. 
Sister, but you saw me. I, my eyes caught your eyes. And then you bow down your head. So come, come to me. One, two, three. One, two, three. Come. One, two, three. Come. I've got four girls. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three, four, five. going to pray. Let's watch them and see if we can know those who know God. Pray. Ready? Go. Try to see which of them knows God. Look at them carefully. Amen. Choose one. Which one knows God most? This one, 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 you may never know limited. But when they start to speak, hey, then you know whether people know God. Isn't it not fantastic? So I hope you're understanding what I'm explaining that it's not how much somebody prays. That can not or whether he plays. I told you there was a sister who played like an elephant who is sneezing. Okay, you may sit down. <laughs> 